Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video or online at fellowshipgj.com. Or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Oh, God. 
home joining us. We have one thing to do today, guys, and that is to celebrate our risen King. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and let's worship Him this morning. Disappointment is a 
Well, good morning. Happy Easter, everyone, and thank you so much for coming out to the 11 o'clock service in, in person. Thank you for that. Those of you watching online, happy Easter to you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing it with somebody you love as well. Guys, God is so good. He's so wonderful. The first service was just amazing what the Lord did in this place. The fact that you and I can have a home forever in heaven, paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing we could do to earn it. We're not entitled to it. But what Jesus did by coming here, living a perfect life, dying on the cross of Calvary, being put in a tomb, rising again, taking power over death, hell, and the grave, allows you and I to have a home forever in heaven by a personal relationship with God. It is a wonderful, wonderful gift and the greatest way you can possibly live on this planet until you get there. So for those of you that are visiting with us in the service today, thank you so much. There's a lot of churches in our valley, a lot of places you could have gone and whether you came on your own because you've heard about this ministry or whether somebody invited you and you said yes, thank you for saying yes. And we hope that you won't leave here the same your life will be changed. You won't, wouldn't have just done another Easter Sunday morning service, but that everything will be different from you as you get ready to leave from this place today. We got a lot of stuff planned, but let me pray. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for what's going on in here. I pray that what we do and what we say brings honor and glory to you. We sing love songs to you. We sing songs of praise and thanksgiving to you. We sing songs that are prayers asking you Father, to give us guidance and direction. Help us with certain things going on in our, our life. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for loving us and not being mad at us. Thank you so much. Bless today and everything that's said and done for your glory and for your honor. This is all about you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Shake hands or say hi to somebody before you're seated. And thanks again for being here. Okay, I'm out here right now to be able to make one announcement that I wanted to be the one to make, and I'm excited about it because it is a new series that we have put together for you starting next Sunday. It is a series that has to do with relationships. Now, the Bible has a great deal to say about relationships, relationship between a husband and a wife, relationship between brothers in Christ, or relationship between older women and younger women, and the mentoring and the coaching that should go on uh, between y'all, and relationships just between all of us, how men should treat and look at women who are not our wives. And there's a lot of instruction on that, and it is going to be a wonderful teaching out of God's Word. But here's what you need to know. With every relationship, especially between the ones of men and women, they all, hear me, are very complicated. And many times they are messy. They are really messy. So this next week, we are going to be teaching a series that you are going to love, and it is going to be very, very lighthearted. I, I read an article of um, the difficulties that have taken place between 
husbands and wives, men and women, uh, concerning the whole COVID season that we went through. Men and women who had great relationships, 30, 40 years of marriage, all of a sudden at each other's throat and they're not getting along, great relationships just tested uh, to the limit because of your home too much or you're together too much or you're getting on each other's nerves and it's really caused some issues and caused some problems where a great relationship is, is no longer great. When I was reading this article about the fact that men were uh, annoying their wives, I asked Anna, who by the way, we've been married for 45 years. She's my high school sweetheart. She's my love dove, my sugar booger, my pigeon poo. I asked her, I said, baby, um, do I annoy you? She goes, oh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I said, no, no, let's talk about that. If I'm annoying you, I want to know it. She goes, no, you'll get your feelings hurt. I said, I will not get my feelings hurt. But I did get my feelings hurt. <laughs> about eight minutes into her PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so, but guys, we're going to be dealing with stuff. We're lighthearted because sometimes in dealing with relationship issues between a man and a woman. I mean, it can be very raw. It's like pulling off scabs. We're not going to do any of that. We're calling this series for love and basketball. And it is going to be so fun. It is, we're going to laugh a lot. And it's going to be men teaching men how to have a relationship with a woman. You say, why that? Because women were created by God to know how to make a relationship work. The problem is, though, women, when you tell your husbands that, it comes across as nagging. <laughs> so, so, we got a lesson just for you coming up. Really, I'm serious. We'll help you, Paul. So what we're going to do is we're going to have men in a very comical, funny way. We're just going to really, we're going to be talking to everybody. All I'm trying to tell you, it's not going to be heavy. It's going to be funny. It starts next week. I'm going to start it off with Fix the Fundamentals. It is going to be hilarious. Don't, don't miss next week. Well, guys, if you're a guest or a visitor here this morning, we would love to have a record of you being here, whether you're here with us live in the service or you're watching online. Thank you so much for choosing Fellowship Church. Now, it's super easy to register here at Fellowship. All you gotta do is take your smartphone out. You send the word fellowship to 94,000, and you will be given a link that will uh, link you up to some more information about Fellowship Church. So please make sure you do that. If you don't have a smartphone or you don't wanna go that route and you're here with us, you can swing by the information counter, fill out an information card. When you do that, you'll get a free specialty drink uh, to our coffee shop for everybody in your visiting party, as well as some more information. So please take advantage of that. Well, we're going to continue now to worship with the giving of tithes and offerings. We've been worshiping him with song. Now we're going to worship him in giving. Now, last week, uh, we had a little presentation, a video uh, about a mission that we support here at Fellowship Church called Convoy of Hope. Now, Convoy of Hope takes uh, food and uh, supplies into situations that are bad uh, around the world, like right now, they are in Ukraine. And so we have trucks and trucks and trucks of supplies being delivered into Poland, which is then being brought into the Ukraine uh, for those that are in need. And when you give over and above your tithe, uh, that offering goes towards Convoy of Hope. And you will notice on your Church Center app, there's a lot of different ways to give here. Of course, you can give on the Church Center app. You can mail your gift in. You can give online or you can text to give. But if you go on the Church Center app, if you want to give a special offering to Convoy of Hope this week, just go under the missions box and you can enter in whatever amount you would like to bless that ministry with. That is the first check that we write on Monday morning after a Sunday is to Convoy of Hope because it is such an incredible 
ministry. Well, we're gonna, uh, as we get ready to do that, let me just pray a prayer, a blessing over you this morning. Lord, we love you and we thank you for everything you've done for us. And we thank you, Lord, for this Easter weekend, your sacrifice, and because of that sacrifice, Lord, we have eternal life. Praise you for that. And Lord, we just want to worship you. We just want to give back to you. And it's just a small amount in comparison to what you've given to us. But Lord, when we give that, you promise that you'll bless us. You'll bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. So Lord, I pray now that as we give to you, we would do so with a cheerful heart. Lord, I pray that everything that would come in would be sufficient for your church's needs. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you to give. And here's a few more things that are happening here at Fellowship. Next Sunday is our baby dedication Sunday. This is such a sweet service to be a part of. If you have not dedicated your child to the Lord, please sign up on the Church Center app. There's only a few spots left, but this is an amazing time for you to trust your kiddos back to God. Invite your friends, invite your family. We'll match you up with a prayer counselor. And this is such a special service that you do not want to miss. Coming up on April 30th and May 1st is an incredible time for you to get out and serve our community. There are so many people who need help, and this is a great way for you to get involved and be the hands and feet of Jesus. So sign up at the west end of the lobby on the gray boards. Coming up May 26th through the 29th is 4640 Camp. This is a life-changing event for your teenagers. Going into sixth grade through going into 12th grade, sign them up. They do not want to miss it. It's only $200. This is an investment for your kids for their future. It's a time for them to connect with Christ, to connect with other believers and leaders so that they can really understand what it looks like to walk with Christ forever. Please don't let your teenagers miss out on such a life-changing event. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Y'all, we have a very special service planned for you. Please enjoy the rest of today's message.
Well, good morning. I heard about this guy that was taking a taxi cab to the airport. He uh, wanted to tell the driver something, so he reached up, tapped the driver on the top of his shoulder. The driver screamed, lost control of the vehicle, ran off the road, out into a field, finally got back control, stopped the car. The driver turned and looked at the passenger. He was very shaken. He said, man, I am so sorry, but you scared me to death. The passenger said, well, I don't understand how just me tapping you on the shoulder could upset you that bad, but man, I am sorry. And the driver said, no, it's not your fault. He said, I just started working for this taxi company, and today is my first day to drive a cab. And he said, for the last 25 years, I worked for a funeral home driving a hearse. <laughs> You know why that's funny? Because when we think somebody's dead, we expect them to stay dead. But Jesus changed all that. Jesus said, you're going to live somewhere forever. And you get to decide where you're going to live while you're on this earth. He said, now, if you want to have a relationship with the Heavenly Father, that's the only way you're going to have a home in His heaven is to be one of His children. And the only way you're going to have a relationship with the Father is through me, Jesus said. In John 14, he said, I'm not just coming here, living a perfect life, dying on a cross and raising again on the third day for no reason. I'm not going to just be one of many ways in which you can get to heaven. I am the only way. He said, I'm the truth, the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible says salvation is found in no one else but the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So regardless of what you believe or what you think, the Bible still stands true. The same Bible that Billy Graham preached way back in the 40s and 50s still is true today. There is only one way that you can have a home forever in heaven. There is only one way that you can see your saved loved ones again, and that is by you asking Jesus Christ to come into your life and to be your Savior. He said in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you know what we've been praying all week and really longer? that every one of you that would come to this Easter service or might be watching online would make sure before this day is over that you have a relationship with Christ, that you know without a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die or your time to die comes because the last time I checked, do you know what the mortality rate is in Western Colorado? 100%. When your time comes to leave this place, you know that you will have a home forever in heaven, you'll be welcomed into there. And if you're not sure before you leave here today, we're gonna to give you the opportunity to make sure. Let me pray, Father God, we love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Please speak through me. Matter of fact, I'm good with you getting me completely out of the way and just use me as a mouthpiece to communicate your word. Give me favor with these people that they'll hear this. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in Mark chapter 16 and verse 1, the Bible talks about the fact that Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, goes to the tomb. And they're going there the day after, or they're going there on that Sunday morning to anoint the body of Jesus, which was a custom in that day, with what was called burial spices. So as they were approaching there, they have this conversation among each other, themselves in verse 2. Very early in, on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. And on the way there, they ask each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and they saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. 
when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in white, white robes sitting on the right side, and the woman were shocked. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, oh, and including Peter. Now, wait a minute, wasn't Peter one of the disciples? Why did he get a shout out? Not every name of the disciples were mentioned. Why go tell the disciples, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you tell Simon Peter. What was that about? That Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You'll see him there. Just as he told you before he died. What's the extra shout out to Simon Peter all about? Well, Peter had this encounter with Jesus. It was a little different than all the other disciples. He allows Jesus not just to call him, but to change the course of his career path. Simon Peter was a personality type. He was a cleric. He was an entrepreneur. He was a business owner. He owned his own boat, and he had pro he'd probably been fishing his entire life. He was real good at the fishing thing, but being a real strong leader type, an action-oriented individual, he wasn't real good at the following thing. Fishing? Yeah, I can do that. Following? Well, I'm going to take that one one step at a time. And Peter's involvement in following Jesus for three years of his life and giving up everything else, it included disappointment. It included failure. It included personal embarrassment. Matter of fact, Simon Peter, who the church was built on, didn't know how to serve God without embarrassing himself, without disappointing himself, and sometimes being disappointed in Jesus. Well, you remember the story. It took place back in, in the Garden uh, of Gethsemane when the soldiers were coming to get Jesus to take him to the, the town council. You remember what happened? The soldiers came. Jesus didn't tell Simon Peter to draw your sword, but Simon Peter did, didn't he? And when he did draw his sword, he cut off this man's ear. Who cuts off an ear? How do you even aim for an ear? Or maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was aiming for something else. And God caused him to miss. Anybody in here thankful that early on in your life, or maybe not too long ago, you were aiming for something that God caused you to miss? That the dirt that you got into way back in the day was not really the dirt that you were intending to get into? And people look at you today and judge you because of what you did wrong, and yet they don't know what you really intended to do wrong? Because God caused you to miss. That's the, the message of justification. That's the narrative picture that we have here in this story. When the ear was cut off, Jesus picked it up, put it back on the man. Because what Peter did was he engaged in an activity that was criminal. When Peter did this, he could have been taken off to prison or something even worse. But when Jesus put the ear back on the man, Jesus erased the evidence of the crime. So now no crime was, was, was punished. The same thing is true with you and I. When you and I mess up and when you and I sin and when you and I do things that we shouldn't do, what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary is he erased the evidence of what we have done. So that when Jesus looks at us now, or the Father looks at us now, he sees us as his perfect children, his perfect sons, and his perfect daughters, not mad at us, even though we mess up, 
even though we disappoint ourselves by our actions. Because the term justification in the Bible means God sees us just as if I'd never sinned. That's what Jesus did. He erased the evidence of what would cause you and I to have to spend an eternity without him. So here's Simon Peter. Now he is, he's messed up. He's embarrassed himself. He's now hanging out by a fire pit. Jesus is on trial. Jesus said, Simon, you're going to deny me. Now, here's, here's Simon Peter. Simon Peter does not have a problem with confrontation. You saw that. He does not have a problem with taking action. But here he is in a weak moment, an embarrassed moment, a moment where he just failed. He embarrassed himself in the garden. And somebody said, you were with him, weren't you? And Simon Peter said, no, I was not. Somebody else said, you're one of his. He said, no, I wasn't. No, I'm not. And then finally, a relative of the man whose ear he cut off said, I saw you in the garden. You belong to disciples of Jesus. And Simon Peter said, I do not. And at that moment, the rooster crowed. Jesus said that he would do that. And Simon Peter's eyes locked with Jesus' eyes. And he knew. Embarrassment? Disappointment? Sure. Peter had to learn the same thing that many Christians still have to learn today. And that is the gospel message of Jesus Christ is not about living a life of avoidance. The gospel message of Jesus Christ is not about you avoiding different things in your life where you mess up. It's not about you not embarrassing yourself as a Christian. It's not about you not acting like a Christian sometimes or being without mistakes, without embarrassment, or without getting into trouble. Yes, as a born-again child of God, you will continually get into trouble. Jesus himself said that in this life. So being a Christian doesn't mean you avoid trouble. Sometimes it means you walk right into the middle of it. If you'll allow me to turn this worship center now into a courtroom, allow the prosecutor to call a few witnesses. The prosecuting attorney would call Daniel to the stand. Daniel, you promise to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth? And Daniel would say, yes. He'd say, were you a good man? Yes. Were you thrown into a lion's den? Yes. I have no further questions, Your Honor. You may be seated. I'd like to call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the stand. You promise to tell the whole truth, nothing but truth? Yes. Are you good people? Yes. Did you bow before the king? No. Why not? Because our commitment to God didn't had nothing to do with the convenience. We were committed to God out of our commitment to God, and we would not bow. Were you thrown into a furnace? Yes. I have no further questions, Your Honor. Let me call the next witness. I'd like to call Job. Job, were you a good man? Yes. Were you an upright man? Yes. Did you hate evil? Yes. Did you lose everything? Yes. I have no further questions, Your Honor. But I'd like to call one more witness to the stand. I'd like to call Jesus. Jesus, you promised to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Can't do anything but that. Okay. Were you sinless? Yes. Did you ever do anything wrong? No. Then what happened? I was convicted of a crime that I was not guilty of, and I died on a cross on a Friday. I have no 
further questions your honor. And then Jesus, being the boss that he is, makes a perfect boss move. He said, your honor, I would like to turn from being the witness to being the counsel. And I would like to cross-examine the witnesses that this prosecutor has already called to the stand. I'd like to first call Daniel back up. As Daniel took the stand, Jesus asked Daniel, what happened to you? Well, I was thrown into a den of lions. And then what happened? What'd you do? I slept. You slept? Why'd you sleep? Because an angel of God stood guard over those lions and kept their mouth shut all the time that I was there. And God rescued me. Thank you, Daniel. You may have a seat. I'd like to call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego back to the witness stand. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what happened to you? Well, we were thrown into a fiery furnace. And then what happened? Well, there was a fourth man in the fire. And the king saw us, and he made us come out of there. And when we came out of there, we didn't even smell like smoke. We didn't even look like where we had been. Because God rescued us. Thank you. You may be seated. Now I'd like to call Job back up for a cross-examination. Job, did you lose everything? Yes. Tell us what happened. God gave me back double of everything that I lost. Well, Job, tell us a little bit about your children. How many did you have? Ten. How many children did you have after he gave you back everything that you lost? Ten. Well, wait a minute, Job. Explain for the people in the jury. Ten is not double. Ten. No. But I had ten children in heaven, and I had ten children on this earth. That's double. Thank you, Job. You may be seated. And now Jesus, because he's the boss of all bosses, makes another boss move. He said, I was the witness. Now I became the attorney. Now I'm going to cross-examine myself. I went to the cross on Friday night. They put me in a tomb before sundown. My body stayed in that tomb Friday night. It stayed in that tomb all day Saturday. It stayed in that tomb until the clock went past the midnight hour to Sunday morning. But early that Sunday morning, I got up out of that tomb and I walked out of that grave to give everlasting life and rescue to everyone who needs to be rescued. And what Jesus is telling us is that the gospel message is not a message of avoidance. The gospel message is about you and I going through different things and coming out conquerors and overcomers. It is not about avoiding problems. It is about overcoming the problems that come into our life. Jesus can rescue you and fix that which is broken. Broken relationship, but Jesus fixed it. I should have lost my job, but Jesus stepped in and fixed it. I shouldn't be where I'm at today. I should be addicted, but Jesus stepped in and he fixed it. Because when I accepted him as my personal savior, it did not mean that I would avoid making mistakes. It did not mean that I would avoid embarrassing myself. It did not mean that I would sometimes act like I didn't even belong to him. But what it did mean was when I went in and out of all of these kind of troubles, that Jesus stepped in as my rescuer and made me an overcomer every time. The gospel message is not, look at the side screen. The gospel message is not about a gospel of avoidance. 
It's about living a life of overcoming. And if you've been trying to do this life on your own, if you've been trying to do it by yourself, if you've been trying to do it without a rescuer or without talking to your heavenly father, without leaning into Jesus and letting him fix that which only he can fix, then you're gonna live a life of complete frustration, not knowing where you're gonna go when you leave here. But today on this Easter Sunday, 2022, it can be a day where you can write down in your Bible of the day that you asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior and know without a shadow of a doubt that when you leave here, you can have a home forever in heaven and you can have the rescuing Savior doing the rest of your life with you. Perfect life? No. In and out of trouble life? Yes. But conquering and overcoming everything that comes your way. Would you bow your heads with me? This morning, I want you to keep it real in here with me now. This morning, if you are not sure that you have a relationship with God, if you are not sure that you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe when you were a little kid, you went to Sunday school, I don't know, you may have prayed a prayer, but it never took, it never changed anything. This morning, I'm asking you, if you're not sure that you have a home forever in heaven when you leave here because that, that day's coming. If you're not sure, would you keep it real in here with me right now? No one's looking but me. Would you slip your hand up high all over this room? I'm just not sure, Pastor. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Raise your hand. Just slip it up real high. Thank you all so much. Thank you for being real and honest in here. I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation, and I'm going to ask every person in the room, on the floor, on the stage, to pray this prayer right out loud with me. It helps those that are around you. Just pray this prayer right out loud. Those of you that just raised your hand, forget you're in a room full of people. This is only between you and your heavenly Father. So let's pray. Father God, forgive me of my sins. I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. There's nothing I can do to have a home forever in heaven. But Jesus did. He did it for me, and I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I call upon you to save me and to do the rest of my life with me here. I want to do life your way. I want to follow you. I need you to rescue me. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, for whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The greatest decision that I ever made as a 12-year-old boy was to ask Jesus to come into my life and to be my Savior. He has given Ann and I the greatest life you could possibly imagine. Without trouble, absolutely not. Without health issues, without problems, without difficulties, without people hating on you, absolutely. We've had all that. Come on. 45 years married. She's still my sweetheart. She's still my best friend. We've been blessed beyond imagination. Healed from illnesses and sicknesses that should have killed us. Had our heart broken more times than we could count. 
happier than we've ever been. You can have that life too. No pretend going forward. No pretend. He's first place in your life from now on. You consult him about everything. You have coffee with him every morning. You read his word and watch your life be completely transformed. Would you stand with us, please? One of these days, we're gonna be in heaven. It's gonna look just like this, only I'm gonna have hair. <laughs> and you're not gonna laugh at stuff like that. <laughs> but until then, we're gonna live like we're saved. Here we go. to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer requests by texting PRAYER SUPPORT to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. 
As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week in person or online.